Hello and welcome back. I hope everyone is doing okay. I hope you all had a brilliant Christmas and a fantastic new year. Uh, we're back with another show today. First one of the new year. And I think there's only actually one place to start, if I'm totally honest. I've got to start with the news that came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was a news article by the BBC. And I'm going to make comments on it. I've got my phone with me, so I've got some of the information here. Because let's be fair, I want to get it correct. <laughs> I don't want to miss bits and pieces out. Um, so first thing I want to do. Uh, it's the news about how scientists believe they've figured out uh, how the MS, multiple sclerosis gene, first spread. Now, the first thing I want to do is I want to give absolutely massive and full credit to where this information has come from. As I say, the, the news article came from the BBC. But the actual, the work itself... Uh, has all been done, uh, and it's been done by a concoction of three different universities. Uh, and the universities are Cambridge, Copenhagen, and Oxford. They've spent 10 years, 10 years putting together this information, which I think is huge, absolutely huge. And before I go into... Uh, what it is they're saying and everything else. What I would like to do is just make a comment on what I think this this information could possibly lead to. Because what it shows for me is actually MS is being investigated and it's being investigated at, at quite high levels. You know, there's people at some very, very, very big universities looking into the condition. Now, that is only a positive thing. Let's be totally honest. That is only a positive thing. You know, if people are prepared to look into the condition, at some point, you never know what it's going to lead to. Maybe one day, maybe just one day, we won't have to consider MS anymore. Um... You know, if they can find this information, you just never know what the future holds. <laughs> Let's be totally honest. You just never know what the future holds. Um, so what I'm going uh, to do uh, a little bit is not read from the article, but I'm going to cherry pick bits of information that are on it. Um, and what I would say here is... A word that they've used in terms of the, the actual information is a quantum leap. Now, for me personally, and I've got to be totally honest, I think that's going a bit far. Do I think that it's an incredible bit of information to find? Yeah, absolutely. It really, really is. Um, and it says here that uh, they've, they've unearthed teeth and bones uh, from ancient times that they've they've tested and whatever else done done the bits and pieces. Now the genetic testing they've done it's fantastic. You've you've figured out the start where MS began, how to an extent it's began. 
Now, what I wouldn't say is using a term like quantum leap is correct. Because for me, that means you're jumping way far into the future um, to figure something out. That, for me, isn't what this is. This is a good start. Now, what they're saying is they discovered genes which entered into northwestern Europe five, around 5,000 years ago. Now, again, in the grand scheme of things, 5,000 years actually isn't... It's not that old. Let's be totally honest, it's not that old when you think of the age of the planet. Um, but what it, again, it is doing, it's showing that it started somewhere. And what they're saying is it started with cattle uh, herders that were called Yamnaya. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And it was in and around Western Russia, Ukraine and Kazakhstan. And as those people moved around Europe and um, whatever other places, that's what then moved the condition. Now, again, that's really positive. That's an incredible thing to find out. It's an unbelievable thing to figure out. But what it doesn't give us it doesn't give us what the future may look like for MS. Now, to come up with what they've come up with, it's taken 10 years. That's a long, long time. So, as long as now, what they've found out, they've figured out where MS has died. Incredible. Now, if you figured out where it started, Use that to start pushing forward and start figuring out how to fight it. Because the treatment we've got for MS now, it's all only there to try and slow progression of the condition. There's no cure. Uh, there's, there's not a, this is going to make you better. You're, you're not going to have problems with MS type treatment. doesn't exist. But if you can figure out where something has started, find a way to incorporate that into what the future would look like for, for MS. Because again, this is incredible. And I want to put on record my absolute thanks to those that have uh, spent years of their lives looking into the condition because it needs looking into. MS needs looking into. There's plenty of other medical conditions that do too. MS is the one that affects me. Um, so that is the one at this point I'm really focusing on. To publish an article like that, it does actually give me a bit of hope. It gives me um, a thought process that actually there may be, at some point, there may well be a way to fight the condition. And again, I say this with the biggest respect to, to those that have spent many years looking into uh, the, the MS and figuring out where it started. 
And that's no mean feat. Let's be honest. It's a very difficult thing to do. Never achieved it. But to publish an article like that, personally, I think what they should also do is start looking into other ways to to find ways to fight it. You've given us a positive, and it is a huge positive. It's massive, absolutely huge, this. But it's just a start. It's, I'm not even going to say scratching the surface. It's just sort of identifying the surface and saying, okay, we know what it looks like. The next thing you should be doing is saying to us, right, okay, off the back of this, we're doing X, Y, and Z tests, and we can figure out ways in which we can try battling the condition slightly better. Because again, for myself, I'm on Ocrelizumab, Ocrevus. Um, that's one of many treatments. Again, I state there is no cure. Currently is no cure for MS. Use what you've learned, carry on with your findings, see what else you can find out, because I'm pretty confident off the back of what they've they've noticed, there's got to be more information that can come. You know, telling us where it's where it's come from is absolutely fantastic. And I'm I'm looking at a map here. And it is, I mean, it is from that area of Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Russia. And it's worked its way into Europe and then obviously worldwide. So, look worldwide now. Look worldwide. See if you can find a way to, to find out how it actually spread. Because the one thing we're told with MS is in terms of genetically passing it down, there is allegedly, and I use the word allegedly, a 2% chance of passing it down. Now, 2% is not zero. But it also means there's a 98% chance that you're not going to pass it down. Now, we know it's a rare condition. But it's still being passed around and going around the world. That's just a fact. <laughs> That's literally just a fact. So... Start researching further afield and see if we can find out when it started to, to go round. Um, and if you can find out when it started to, maybe you can start marrying that together how it started to work its way round. And maybe you can start working out, okay, if it's worked its way round in this manner, is there a way we can try to, to limit that going forward now i'm not a scientist i've said this before, previously i'm not a scientist under any stretch of the imagination i am not anything to do with science i'm just a fella that has ms that looks into what has been written and i've taken a bit of time to digest it um and again it is positive i am so so grateful for what has been figured out here it's massive absolutely huge but more needs to come there needs to be uh other tests 
involve other universities. You're all very, very clever people. And start running tests on other, as you've, as has been said in this article, bones and teeth. You just know, never know what you're going to find, do you? It's just, you're just never going to know. Um, I mean, that really is about as, as far as I want to go in. Because as, as I say, I don't want to um, read the entire article. That's not fair. It's a BBC article. I would strongly suggest you go onto the BBC and read it if you haven't already. Like I say, it's a brilliant read. Honestly, it's a fantastic article, written brilliantly, and it gives you an idea on MS. You know, it just gives you a a thought process of, again, where it started, how it started, and as, <laughs> as it says here the discovery helps take away some of the mystery of the disease yeah it does let's be totally honest it really does it takes away some of that mystery because you're not now thinking how old is it when when did it start i'm gonna to be totally honest i don't actually care I, I really don't care all i care about is at some point in the future we're at a stage where MS isn't actually causing the problems it is now. And one day, just one day, a cure. A cure. A way to say, oh, do you know what? I had MS. I'm all right now. I've been fixed. You know, I took this tablet, that tablet. I did this infusion, that infusion. I'm fixed. It's gone away. That's wishful thinking. I know that. I, trust me, I understand that's wishful thinking. But at the same time, it's also a thought process that I think everyone uh, with the condition has had at least once. Let's get to that, that that way. Brilliant article. Excellent paper that's been written. Fantastic bit of work by uh, the three universities. Let's push forward. Let's see what else we can do. That, that'll be where I finish for that bit. Okay, right. So, after that very interesting uh, take on the article from the BBC, then what I want to talk about now is the issues, thought-wise, in my thought process I've, I've had since the new year. Because I'll be totally honest, and everyone that's followed my podcast from the start will know that I've not been posting very much lately. Uh, same as my social media, same as my website. Now, there is a reason for that. Um, one, the reason is I've been trying everything I possibly can to improve the podcast. I want to try and improve my thoughts on what I actually know about the condition. And lastly, it's the the not so good thoughts that I've I've had coming into a new year where it's the first time I've come into a new year that I'm not working as such. Now I know, I know to some the thought process of being a 40-year-old and being effectively retired 
would be fantastic. It's something you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd love to have that. Can I be honest? It's the worst possible feeling going uh, for me personally. Um, I am a working person. I, I like I like to be earning money. Uh, I like to go out and show the family that um, I'm able to, to provide. And believe me when I tell you there is zero pressure from my family at all. Uh, all I get is unbelievable support from every aspect of my family unbelievable support you just wouldn't understand how good the support is um but i am a very proud person <laughs> that's just a fact i'm a very proud person uh whereby coming into the year and i'm thinking normally about this sort of time i'm i'm going to be uh looking to to start booking my annual leave at work and um, just just looking at what the year might look like, getting family stuff organised. Not doing that this year was actually very difficult. Very, very difficult. Now, thankfully, my support network has been just, again, I will say it's so, so incredible. Uh, it really has. Grateful isn't even close to coming to explaining how it how good uh, things are. Now, it doesn't stop the occasional bad thought going through my head, and and I'm honest and open about it. I'll be totally fair. I'm honest and open about it. Uh, in terms of again, this podcast, I've I struggled to sit and record episodes recently, purely and simply because. I'm thinking to myself, as much as I want to improve, um, am I improving as a person? Am I feeling as though I can, I can help others? And I'm going to be totally honest, at times the answer to that was no. Uh, I didn't feel like I was, I was that kind of person. Which is difficult. It's not the nicest thought process in that manner. But, but let's be totally honest. That's kind of what having a chronic illness does to you. It, it makes you sit there and it makes you question yourself. It makes you think, is there more I can do? Is there more I can try to do? Should I be doing more? The answer to those questions is only you know. That's as it is. Only you know. Each person is individual. Each person is different. As we know with MS, the condition's different for each and every person has got it. It's just not the same. We, we may have similar, um, similar issues, uh, but what we don't have is the same. We all feel things differently. Each and every person is different so thankfully i had a brilliant chat with lisa absolutely fantastic it was and she actually really helped me she helped me open my eyes to see uh the type of things that i'm i'm doing the fact that actually i've got things to be really proud of really really proud of 
And I've got things I can continue to be proud of going forward. Once again, this podcast, the social media accounts, and gaming. Now, I'm going to say it, the gaming aspect, and I, as, as everyone has seen, I've separated new episodes of my podcast onto a different uh, YouTube channel. So the gaming and podcast is separate. Now, the gaming side of it is really taking off massively. And actually, I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I am thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, and when, when you think that it would be so easy uh, to, to give in to those thoughts of, oh, I'm just not good enough. I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more. Nope. Absolutely not. If you're doing everything that you possibly can and you're at a point where you're comfortable with what you're doing, you're doing enough. Now, again, everyone's different. So what I'm capable of, the things that I can push myself to do, it's not the same that somebody else can do. Doesn't matter. If I'm happy with what I'm doing and millions of other people are happy with doing what they're doing and you're doing the best you can, even if that's just waking up of a morning, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> Literally, you're doing the right thing. Um, and this is just it. It's so easy, so, so easy uh, to allow the thought processes of, I, I, I'm no good, I'm useless, I'm, I'm not capable of anything, to, to, to sit there in your brain. Don't, don't allow that. Don't allow that. As long as you wake up in the morning, you've started. For me personally, wake up in the morning, make the bed. That's a start. It's basic, but it's a start. It's something. And again, it's something that is positive, something you can look back at. And even if that's the only thing you achieve that day, don't matter. You've achieved something. Because it's not always easy to, to keep fighting through. Now, one of the things I want to talk about a little bit is... Um, symptom wise the type of the type of issues that i've been having because there has been new things let's be totally honest there's been new things uh one of the biggest things that i've been dealing with that i'll be honest i find really quite strange is around the top of my left foot near the ankle I get like a burning sensation. It's not even a pain. I'm not gonna not gonna say it's a pain because it, it just isn't. Um, but it's a burning sensation. And I tell you what, it comes and goes and comes and goes. And genuinely it feels like somebody is has got a blowtorch on that section of my foot slash ankle. I don't know how to think of it. I'm going to be honest, I really don't know how to think of it because it's new. It's, it actually started the evening of Christmas Day. That's the first time it had happened. I've had it every day since, just 
at different times. It's not been every minute of every day. Um, it, it's on and off. But my foot can be ice cold. And I mean freezing. My feet are always cold. Which isn't nice. I mean, I wear thermal socks sometimes and my feet are still cold. Anyway, um, it changes rapidly. That one tiny little section of my foot is then red hot. Yeah, I can't figure that one out either. I can't figure that one out at all. It's just odd. Um, so it is one that... Uh, it will have to be spoken about properly um, because it is something new and it's something that's carried on. As far as I'm aware, I was actually due for an MRI scan in December. I've not had a call, not had a letter, nothing. So I am in the process of trying to chase that up because let's be honest, at least once a year we need to have an MRI scan we need to know what's going on. <laughs> Is there any changes? Is there any new lesions? Have any of the lesions progressed? So I, I'm chasing that. I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm, I'm getting there with it. I'll, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Don't, don't worry about that. But um, things like my MS hug. Are very, very prevalent. Very prevalent. It's it's a case of every day, every day I'm living with a hug. I have been for um, an awfully long time, even previous to being uh, diagnosed. The issue was there. That was the reason I went and got tested for whatever else. Because I've said it before, and I will say it again to anyone new to the show. It was what I now know is the MS hug that caused me to go and get uh, medical testing because I would get in bed. And I, I was scared I was having a heart attack because it just, it was crushing. It was, it was really, really painful and struggling to breathe all sorts. But it's never gone away. Now, I'm going to discuss very quickly painkillers. Uh, I'd been on gabapentin for 15 months. Uh, I did take a real big leap forward. And I was having, and this is coming back to symptoms, I've got short-term memory issues. Uh, I do find it very difficult to remember things, which is why at the start of the show, uh, I had my phone so I could read what I was talking about in terms of uh, the, the report that the BBC published. Now, I was finding that those memory issues were getting a lot worse to the point of I would sit in the living room, and I would say to Lisa sometimes, I'm sat in the living room, but actually, do you know what? I didn't actually feel like I was there. It was very, very strange. And it was actually very worrying, incredibly worrying. So I contacted the GP, and the GP prescribed me a slightly lower dose and made it clear that um, gabapentin can, not for everyone, understand that now i'm saying this this is just what happened to me it doesn't mean it'll happen to everyone else it can cause short-term memory issues so for me with short-term memory issues i didn't want to keep taking that risk so 
couple of days after, uh, I woke up in the morning and said to myself, I'm not taking these anymore. So I just stopped, completely cut them out, uh, which is a, it's something you're not supposed to do. I would never suggest anyone does that. Um, but I did. Now, over time, it got me to a point where I wasn't sleeping for, for quite some time, actually. I didn't sleep. I, I say I didn't sleep. That's that's incorrect. I would go to bed. I go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. I'd still be awake at 4 o'clock in the morning. And then I would drop off. And I wouldn't wake up till 11, 12 o'clock. I didn't like it at all. I couldn't work out what was going on with it. I'll be, I'll be totally honest. I just couldn't figure it out. Um, so again, I contacted the doctors and they prescribed me with a new painkiller. I'm taking one tablet just before I go to bed. Uh, it's amitriptyline. And so far, I've been taking it now, I'm going to say roughly about a week and a half. It's helping with the sleep. It really is. Now, in terms of pain and everything else, I'm having to manage that a different way. Because while I'm asleep, obviously it's working. But I'm only taking that one tablet just before I go to bed. So during the day, things are a bit different. So again, I'm learning new ways to, to manage how the pain is affecting me and whatever else. Because again, I'm now going to come on to the pain aspect. Now, Every minute of every single day, I have, as I've said, the MS hug. Uh, my back is incredibly painful, my lower back. Uh, to the point, at times, one, I struggle to bend down. I still fight through and still do it as best as I possibly can. But I fight through as best I can. Um, I get no end of pains in my legs. Um, my legs are incredibly painful, more so just above the knee. Um, and again, it is something that is, is difficult. Again, I'm, I'm learning to adapt. I'm finding ways to figure this all out. Uh, not easy, but I'm doing it and I'll continue to do it. Um, the foot drop is getting to a point where Actually, it's hurting my toes now um, because as I'm dragging my toes across the floor and I don't always wear slippers in the house. So as I'm walking, my toes are rubbing on the carpet. Yes, I've got socks on. I don't want to go into too much detail about that, but I've got socks on. <laughs> and it does. It is sore. Uh, and when you go over a door bar, it, it, it can catch. And yeah, it's, it's not particularly nice. Um, you know, there's other bits and pieces as well. Like I've said previously in a podcast many, many months ago now about water drop feelings on the top of my head. I can be sat in a room like I am now. And all of a sudden I feel like there's water dropping on the top of my head. Water can't be dropping on the top of my head. I'm in the house. <laughs> there's no leak, but it's, it's still doing it. Um, so again, you've got that sort of thing. There's lots of other bits and pieces as well, but I don't want to bore you with all those details. But I'm finding ways around it. I'm finding ways of figuring it out. And again, it's coming in handy now. 
I've got back to such a positive mindset. Start of the year, my mindset was negative. I'm going to be totally honest. I've always been positive from day one. I've come on these podcasts. I've gone onto social media saying how positive I am. I'm going to be straight. I had a, a few weeks where positivity just didn't exist. I'm going to be fair. I can't, I've got to be as honest as I can. Um, right now, I am back in that, that headspace. I'm back to being who I am. MS has had its its time on that. My time now. Absolutely. My time. Now, the next thing I'm going to uh, going to talk about is the positive side of stuff. Let's discuss it. Right then, positivity. Uh, this is the bit of the show that I'm really looking forward to talking about. Positivity. When the negative subsides, and I'm going to be totally straight, actually sometimes you need negative to be able to get fully positive. Because life isn't always perfect. Well, I'm back. I'm back in a big way. There's lots of things that, that I'm I'm doing. Um, there's certain bits I can't talk about currently, and that's fine. But eventually, uh, it will all out. Believe me when I say it's incredible. Um, but, as I mentioned, the gaming aspect. Now, a lot of people, they look at computer gaming and think, oh, here we go, just another nerd sat there spending all their time playing computer games. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's fun. And it's a release. Um, more than anything, it's something you can sit and focus on and it makes you think to yourself, right, okay, I've, I've got this to achieve. I can't achieve much by getting up and doing stuff. I can achieve this. I can play my game and get this reward on the game. I can get that reward on the game. I can have fun. Now, let's be honest. The fun aspect is exactly where you want to be with it. It really is. Uh, that, that fun aspect. It's, it's the right way to look at it. Because again, I don't play computer games to be competitive. That's not me. Um, that's not fun. But if you can sit and play a computer game and enjoy yourself. And again, I post up quite a few um, short videos on, on YouTube. And yeah, okay, you get the odd negative comment and whatever back from it. But the positive comments that come forward are brilliant. And, and do you know what? When you look at the numbers going up, I mean, I'm over 500 people subscribing to my channel on, on YouTube currently. You look at that and you think to yourself, well, there's over 500 people that are actually enjoying what I'm doing. There's 500 people that are taking a bit of time to appreciate something that I'm spending my time doing. That's fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, it's absolutely fantastic when you sit and think that. Uh, it, it's just a whole different thought process. 
uh, it's, it's a thought process that you sit and go, wow, there's people out there actually interested. And, you know, while you're sat there playing the game and you're, you, you do something good and you do a clip. And while you're editing that clip, and again, I do take time, I, I edit my stuff. Um, so it's it's even more entertaining for people. You think to yourself, it was brilliant. I really, really, really enjoyed that. Um, it, it was fun. Uh, I mean, I'm going to name the, the main games I play. Um, don't know whether you're supposed to. I don't care. Um, I play Fortnite. I really enjoy it. It's one of those that you can just sit, waste a couple of hours, enjoying yourself, doing what you got to do. Uh, and yeah, just forget reality a little bit. The other one is EA Sports Football. I love football. Except VAR in the Premier League. I hate VAR in the Premier League. I really, really detest it. I'm just going to say that again. I hate VAR in the Premier League. Just how it's used, not the actual function of VAR itself. But anyway, <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, those two games, football is what I grew up with. I love it. Absolutely love it. Except VAR in the Premier League and the way it's used. Um, so I can't help myself. I've got to play that game. Uh, and again, the thought process of just sticking the West Ham shirt on my players and try and score a couple of goals. It's fun. It's just fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's that. That's one of the biggest positives I've got currently. Now, another one of the biggest positives I've got, and I'm going to be totally fair, is what I'm doing now. It's talking to people about MS. Because, again, I am not an all-knowing authority on the condition at all. I just, I'm, I'm not, and I'm never going to be. But I know how it affects me. And if I'm able to talk to people and give them an idea how it affects me and that can help them, that is something that I am proud to do, genuinely proud to do. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, th there's that, this podcast the social media, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, I've said it a million times previous. The social media aspect is unbelievable. And I won't name the social medias, but there's one in particular. Um the support you get on there is unbelievable. And I go on and I do live videos, and again, I took a bit of time off them. Uh, but you go and do a live video, talk to people. And it's just fantastic. Everyone is friendly. Everyone treats you like family, so to speak. And it just, you finish talking, you finish having a conversation. And genuinely, you walk away or whatever else. And you do it with a smile on your face because... You've either helped someone, somebody's helped you, you've just had a good natter. <laughs> it's just the way forward. So again, in terms of positivity, that is a massive one. Absolutely huge, huge one. And I'm 
proud to be part of that community. Now, I'm sure like all of us, I wish I wasn't part of that community and didn't have the condition, but I have. So I am in that community and I'm proud of it. I'm very grateful for it. Uh, in, in terms of other things I'm doing to be positive, I'm going to start getting the guitar out again because I haven't done that in quite some time. Um, and again, I'm still only teaching myself. It's something that I enjoy doing. It feels good, even if it's only a short period of time. Play a couple of, uh, a couple of chords and whatever else and just listen to the sound it's making. It's brilliant. Speaking of sounds, and I'm going to say this, I wasn't going to, but I'm going to say this. There's one song at the moment, one song that I'll be honest with you, I could listen to over and over and over and over, and it's not modern. It is an absolutely fantastic track, St. Elmo's Fire. Uh, I believe it's by John Parr. I could be wrong on that, but I believe it's John Parr. What a song, the lyrics, everything, every part of that track is just different class. It always, when I'm listening to it, and believe me when I say I'm singing along to it very, very loudly, <laughs> I make no apologies for that, but I'm singing along to it, and you take note of the lyrics and everything that, that's in the song. It's just unbelievable i can relate to it you know i can totally and utterly relate to it i thoroughly enjoy it at the moment that is my song of choice now i get a lot of songs of choice i'm going to be totally fair i listen to my my playlist i've got set up and i think that's a great tune that's a big tune what a massive tune that is it's fantastic this one currently is my big one I could listen to that song over and over and over and over and over and over and I could keep going. I could just listen to it nonstop because it is a fantastic track. It really, really is. And again, it's the sort of thing that puts me in this positive headspace that I'm in right now. Um, as a family, we're looking at what kind of days out we can do. You know, we're at the end of January now. So it, for me personally, it's not going to be too long till winter's behind us and we can start processing the thought of summer now i'm going to be fair um for me personally my ms symptoms have been worse in the cold that's just me being honest they have they've been a lot worse um i know a lot of people struggle more in the warm that's where the condition's different for everyone um but again start pushing towards the summer i want to start doing things like barbecues we love barbecues as a family we absolutely love barbecues me especially i think they're amazing get out in the garden i want to start gardening a bit more i want to sit out in the garden i want to have a cup of coffee sat out in the garden bit of music on sun coming down with a smile on my face that for me is one of my biggest biggest positives I love being outside. Absolutely love it. So again, roll on spring and summer. Can't wait. Really, really, really can't wait. Because that's my time of year. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the sort of thing positives wide. Like I say, as, as, as a family, if we can get the thoughts of going out for a day, spending time together, it's the way, uh, that's how I like my life. I, lo I love spending time with my family. That's the biggest positive I've got. I'm going to be honest, it really is. Uh, the biggest positive in my life is my family. So, that's just some of them. You know, that's just some of the positives I've got going on. I hope it comes across just how much better I'm feeling in myself now. Because I am. I, I, I Genuinely, I can't explain it any more than I have about how different I've felt these last few days as opposed to I did the last couple of weeks. I'm genuinely looking forward to what the future brings. And I think lastly on the positives, it's the work that I'm doing for uh, Multiple Sclerosis News Today, MS News Today. That columnist work is something I am massively proud of. I am hugely proud to have that opportunity to, to write for thousands of people across the world um, and be able to just tell a story of what I'm thinking at any one time is something that, you know, I sit out, here, I'm, I sit out in my studio and I tap away on my laptop. And at times, it's not always easy. I think to myself, is that going to sound okay? Is that not going to sound okay? But by the time I finished it, by the time I finished that particular article, I feel so good, it's unreal. It feels so... I'm just grateful for the opportunity, genuinely. I'm just so grateful for the opportunity. And it's something that I intend to improve at, you know, I've never done anything like that previously. So it is something that will take time for me to learn. That, that's just a fact. But I'm learning. I'm trying as hard as I can. And I will improve. I will get better. And actually, hopefully, just little bits that I do right. Hopefully somebody reads it. And relates to it. Because. Then it becomes. Not just me writing. It becomes. Helpful. To somebody else. Uh, it becomes. Um, a way for them to realise. They're not on their own. Well. I think. That's probably where we're going to finish for today's. Uh, today's show. I'm going to tell you now, we are back uh, and there will be a new show every Monday. Uh, and I've said that previously, but as I've explained, you know, I was going through some some pretty tough times, some pretty tough thought processes. They've passed. That has now passed. So the show will be back every Monday and I hope you're going to enjoy it. I know I'm looking forward to being back. And I will speak to you all in a week's time. Have a good one. Bye-bye.